What are some reasonable expectations for Mike Elko in his first season coaching the Aggies? You are locked on Aggies. Your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefani. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. So, I've got a few things planned today to discuss. Um, and, and the first thing I want to really run through are some reasonable expectations for Coach Elko's first season as the head coach of Texas A&M. And, you know, I think we all are quick to get a new coach in the new landscape of college football with the transfer portal. I think a lot of people, myself included, you get a new coach and you're like, oh, we can turn this thing around immediately. And, well, that's true, and we've seen it. We've seen the blueprint from that. We've seen some schools be able to do that, get a coach, uh, year one, flip the flip the script on, on what the team was the year before. I mean, look at what Elko did his first year at Duke. Took that team from here to here, um, bottom to the top. I mean, he flipped that place around. And and I believe he can do that at Texas A&M. But I think you, you, we, we all, myself included, do need to manage some expectations. Um. There's a topic in segment three we're going to discuss, and it's going to it's going to kind of piggyback on what we're talking about in segment two. That is a reason why I think we need to manage expectations. But uh, you know, I, I just think year one, he, you know, he, head coaching in the SEC is a different animal. Coach Oko was in the ACC at Duke for a little while, went great. Now he comes over to the SEC. You play, I talk about this and I think it's so funny, but like in the SEC, I, I'm talking about how Texas A&M has a manageable 2024 schedule, which I believe they do. And, and think about what you got there. I mean, you got Texas coming to your place for what's going to be an epic showdown. You have, you got to go to an Auburn. You got to play like an up and coming Missouri team. What, what I'm getting at here is, wow, I think that next year's schedule is manageable. It's an SEC schedule. There's no such thing as a cakewalk. It is going to be difficult. So, you know, I think the way that Coach Elko uses the transfer portal is going to be crucial. I mean, look at Texas A&M's roster from last year. Um, I, I, you know, and I'm talking about throw out additions, subtractions. I'm talking about just where, where the team was last year. I think we know what positions you're going to need. I think you're going to need some uh, players in the in the secondary. I think you might need a linebacker or two, depending on who you lose. And, and like I say, you're going to lose some players to the NFL. You're going to lose some players to the transfer portal. It's going to happen. It's part of it. Um, you know, you're going to need some offensive linemen. The portal is where you can go do that. What I would do... You know, we've talked about talent, talent, talent on the offense on Texas A&M's offensive line, but it hasn't panned out to anything. I, the offensive line is a position I would go and get three or four guys 
that have proven themselves, you know, may, hopefully maybe at the power five level, maybe some, some lower level guys wanting to move up. I'd go get them and bring them here immediately and go and get an offensive line that can play because you just, you can't play without, without, without offensive line, you without a solid offensive line. If you want to be a successful football team, you have to have a good offensive line. I, I, I discuss it all the time. It's a position you have to be good at, or the offense can't run. It's, I don't care how good your quarterback is, how good your running back is, how good your receivers are. If you don't have an offensive line, none of it's going to flow well, which is why people are so you know concerned about, well, we got to have the best running back and, and the five-star receivers, and that's true. But the offensive line is key, and, and Texas a had plenty of talent there. It's not like talent's the issue. I think development has been an issue. So um, going to get a couple – transfer portal guys that are developed and have played for a while and are already big and strong. And, you know, I, I think that that's fine. Go get a couple of those guys. And I think that's what, like, um, you know, should we expect coach Elko to make it to an SEC championship game year one? No, no. And that's what I think as fans, we need to manage expectations. I believe in coach Elko. I've talked about it at first. I was kind of like, eh, I was a little skeptical. I've I've bought in. I've bought into Coach Elko. I think he's going to succeed. I think he has a lot of interesting hires still to come, but I trust in him to do that. I do. I trust in him to make those decisions and make them well. So, you know, I guess that means my concern is: can you hit a home run in the transfer portal and 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 you know keeping your roster together? That's going to be what makes or breaks this team in 2024. I believe that Coach Elko is going to be able to recruit. I believe he'll be able to get talent here. Um, that's not a concern for me, frankly. The concern for me is will 2024 be competitive? And it would. my point is it would just be so frustrating with, with all the talent you have to not be relevant next season. I just go in eight and four next year or seven and five next year with that schedule would just, no, oh, it would, it would, it would frustrate me severely. I mean, it would really frustrate me. So I would, I mean, now I'm not saying go 12 and oh and make a run in the 12 team playoff all the way to the champion. You know, I don't know if that's realistic because I don't think it's realistic, but I think being competitive is realistic. And that's what I'm kind of getting at. Um, you know, uh, we, we talked about the last coach, Coach Fisher, he had the, he had the guys, uh, but he didn't really develop. And he, I don't know, I don't think the X's and O's were there. I think with Coach Elko, you're going to have the development. You're going to have the X's and O's. Um, as long as he has the guys, I believe in, in his tenure being a success without a piece of doubt in my mind. So for me, I think the expectations in year one – Win the games you're here. To, you know here. Win the games you are not you're, that you're supposed to win, and maybe so. I think if you look at the schedule, frankly, if if you hold on to some of this roster, some of this recruiting class, and do well in the portal, I think that could be seven or eight games. Okay, so let's say it is seven or eight games. You win the games you're supposed to, and then you win one you're not. Okay, then we're talking eight or nine wins. That's that's what I'm talking about. That is um, 
you know, I you just don't want the season to go completely chalk or lose a game. You know, this you don't want the season to go chalk. You lose all the you win all the games you're supposed to, you lose all the games you're supposed to. And you um and you don't want to underperform expectations. You want to I'd rather go chalk than underperform expectations, but um I think if win the games you're supposed to and win one you're not, that'd be and there's a lot of games that I think you're gonna not supposed to win in Kyle Field next year. Just because, you know, it'll be first year coach. I, I think that I, I think you'll see Texas AM as an underdog in a couple of those ball games. So that to me is it should be the expectation for Coach Elko is, is win a couple games you're not supposed to, win a game or a couple you're not supposed to, and win the games you're supposed to and prove that you can recruit, prove that you can develop, prove that you can make this roster better. That, to me, is, you know, really what this is all about. Um, And I think that Coach Elko's already done a good job in, um, I think he's already done a good job in the portal. I've seen the guys he's offered. He offered, like, um, for example, the Wolf Shepherd kid from Vandy. Talented, talented wide receiver, right? Like I've seen, he offered a talented offensive lineman, and that's gonna be something we discuss more throughout the week. We're not gonna run through it today. Portal just opened, so I think today, um, you know, I'm recording the day of this week, ladies and gentlemen. So today, you know, it's it's Tuesday morning. So I think you're gonna see a lot more players get offered today. So something to monitor, and then that'll be something we can discuss probably maybe tomorrow, maybe the day after. Who's Texas A&M offered? Guys, pay attention to the portal, and that's you know fun conversation to have. But these next few weeks are going to be crucial for Coach Elko because the, these are the weeks he's going to make his hires. He's going to keep uh, have to keep the roster around, keep the recruiting class around, and hit a home run in the portal. So if if, if Coach Elko hits a grand slam with these next two or three weeks, I think next year can be a success. We're going to talk about five players that you can't lose to the transfer portal. And we'll do that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I got to tell you about our friends over at Game Time. Game Time is my favorite place to go get tickets. And what I love about it is that they care about saving people money. I talk about all the time, the comp, their competition in the ticket buying sphere just wants to take your money. I mean, it really feels like, I mean, you know, we all, we work hard. We all work hard. We work hard. We do this. We do that. You know what we want to do to enjoy ourselves? You want to go to a ball game. You want to go to a concert. You want to go see some comedy, right? But you don't want to pay out the wazoo for it. That is why game time is the place to get your tickets because they care about saving you money. And that's why I appreciate what they do so much. They're always going to give you the best deals. I love this app a ton, the service a ton, this company a ton. You got to go check them out. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. That's Code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase in the game time app. So now we are going to run through five guys that you can't lose in the transfer portal. 
Now I'm going to go to Twitter. So I want, like I said, I'm recording this 7:20 in the morning on Tuesday. So and and like I said, I will be put. I will be immediately putting this up on um on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast platform, wherever you get your podcast. So if one of these guys enters the portal at noon, you know, I'm recording. I just want to say when I'm recording it and I'll update in the comments as I will throughout this whole portal thing. You know, I will, if someone leaves throughout the day, I'll, I'll let you know in the comments and, and then we'll discuss it the following day. But the number one guy, and the other thing is going to be key is, you know, Right now, it, there's a time where a lot of players are wanting to leave to go play lacrosse at another school. Tyler Buckner is a great example over at Alabama. You got to be you got to be careful. Got to avoid that because that's kind of it's almost a pandemic right now. Players are wanting to leave to go play lacrosse. That's a joke. But if you haven't seen that, I've never seen anything like it. Uh, Tyler Buckner, the Bama quarterback. This I'll read you the report. It's I think I, I, I'm scrolling and here it is, and it's the funniest thing. Alabama quarterback Tyler Buckner will finish the season with the Tide, then transfer back to Notre Dame to play lacrosse for the Fighting Irish. That's just a funny. I'm sorry, I just find that so funny. But the number one player you can't lose is Connor Wigman. Um, and I know that's that's a boring name because it's like, well, yeah, but you can't lose him. You can't lose him. I, I just think. I I am such a believer in Connor Wigman. I, I mean, I need to start like a fan club and get t-shirts. I am like the number one hop on the Connor Wigman for Heisman train guy. I he he is just so talented. We know he'll have the weapons. It's going to be can you get an offensive line that can protect him? If you have an offensive line that can protect him next season and he does stick around, watch out. And it, and if he does end up going somewhere watch out because I, I just think he is so talented and such a good quarterback. So um, Connor Wigman, we talk about Elko's first year expectations. Those expectations sink a lot to me. If you lose Connor Wigman. Now, if Jalen Henderson and Marcel Reed stick around, can you win football games with those two guys? Yeah, you can. I think they're both great football players. I really do. Um, I think Reed and, and Henderson are both incredible quarterbacks. But I just think Connor Wigman is special. I mean, genuinely, you can't lose him. You can't lose him because I think he's going to be a player that really. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. You're going to see some some quarterbacks leave and all that, and that'll be that'll be a conversation to be had after the landscape of quarterbacks kind of settles down in the SEC with the portal and all that. But I believe he's truly going to be one of the best in the conference. The next guy I have here is Ruben Owens. Ruben Owens is a name that for a while was like, there's no way he's not going to leave in the portal. And I just kind of had that feeling, but you know, he's still here as of, as of the time of this recording, he's still around and you know, he's, Nothing's happened. So um, now, could that be because of what we're going to discuss in segment three? Potentially. But he's still here, and he's a talented running back. The running back room next season, I, I, I'll be interested to see what, how that shapes up. I'll be, And I'll also be interested to see, like, can you go and get a player in the portal if need be? I don't – now I'm blanking on this. I think uh, uh, I want to double-check, but I don't think Texas A&M has a, a running back committed in 2024 – um, let me double check on that. 
But, you know, I always talk about you want to bring in players every single, you know, every single cycle and every single position because you never know when you're going to need a player, when you're going to need a position. Okay, I just want to double check. Yeah, so there's no running back in the 2024 class. You've got some guys on roster that we know can play, but I, I just think Ruben Owens, I think the yards per carry was, wasn't what I expected, but I believe that he's going to have a special season next year. I believe that he is going to put up numbers. I think, you know, we talk about it's just not easy to come into a uh, to come into a as a freshman and be, and be dominant. It's not. It, it doesn't matter how good you are. Even even if it's like running back, it's hard to do. And I think we saw at the end of the season, the more Ruben Owens got settled into college football, he played better. So he's a guy you need him to stick around to build. You know this young offensive core with with Connor Wigman. Next name I have is Noah Thomas. I just, I, I think, I, I think Noah Thomas had a good season, and I don't think we got to see him fully unleashed. He was in and out of the lineup. He was banged up all season. Um, I, I think that if you get him to stay healthy, I talk about his frame all the time. He's a great receiver that could be really good for Texas A&M for a long time. So, um, Noah Thomas is another guy. I think you can't, you can't lose to the portal. Um, the next guy I have is Bryce Anderson. And there's going to be a, a couple names that I don't discuss on this list, and I'll say why in a minute because it'll be blaringly obvious. Um, Bryce Anderson, I think that he needs to be like kind of what you build the secondary around. I think he's a good player. Did he have the perfect season? No. Did he do some things well? Yes. So I think you need to kind of build this roster around him. I mean, the secondary around him because – you know, you're going to have to go get some players and your secondary players in the portal. That's that's going to have to happen. It's going to have to happen. No question about that. But I think Bryce Anderson is a talented player that you can build around, and that's kind of my whole point. Really good football player, going to be for a long time. Well, he didn't have the perfect season. He had an okay season, a good season, and I think you're going to see him take a step next year. Um, you know, Coach Elko around. I just think you can see this work out well. So, you know, that's a player I don't think you can lose. And the last guy is Terrian York. I mean, you can't lose him. <laughs> he, he, What he did this season to me is one of the most impressive things I have ever seen. He just – he came in as a freshman – and he just was dominant. He was one of the best players on the team, right up there with Coop. But I mean, he was just, he was incredible. Another player I think you've got to build this roster around is Terry New York. I mean, he is just truly a gifted, a gifted football player. I think you got to build this roster around him. I think you got to build this team around him. <coughs> His cold still won't go away. I don't know what's going on there, but you got to build this team around him. This, um, some of this defense around him because he is just a special talent. The two names that I don't have listed, and, I, and I'm just going to share my opinion. And if I'm wrong, I hope I'm wrong. This is um, So Walter Nolan, I had some people ripping me for saying he entered the portal, but it was like, you know, when I was recording, it was like he was going to enter the portal, and then he didn't, which is great. 
Um, but will he stick around? I don't. I'm going to be honest with you. I lean toward no. I look toward the heavens and hope yes, you know, but I don't have a good feeling. Evan Stewart, I'm going to be honest with you. I am. Um, I'm, I'm more. I'm more optimistic about him sticking around. I think that you. I, I, he, there were some things that went down yesterday with um, some comments, and I, but I think, I think you could see Evan Stewart stick around. Which, of course, he'd be on this list, but I just, I don't know. I don't have a great feeling about it, but I believe it's possible. But Walter Nolan, I don't have a great feeling about it, but obviously I'm optimistic compared to when it, when it was reported he was going to be leaving. So um, keep an eye on those two guys. Obviously, if they stick around, that'll be a, a talking point on the show. So we'll pay attention to that. And like I said, those these five guys I did discuss and those two, if they enter the portal today, you know, I'm recording this 7 in the morning or 7.30 on Tuesday. So, um, you know, I'll update you in the comments if something happens. But if I post the episode and one of them enters the portal in, in a couple hours, it is what it is. I'll, I'll let you know in the comments, so we'll discuss it uh, the following day. So, but those are some guys that I just you can't lose in the portal if you want if Coach Elko wants to you know exceed expectations his first year at Texas A and M. Will there be fallout after Texas A and M hires their coordinators? We'll discuss that coming up right here on Locked On Aggies. First, I got to tell you about our wonderful friends over at LinkedIn. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Like I said, LinkedIn is a service I really enjoy. Um, we used it before. I've had friends get jobs. I've looked for candidates for jobs, looked for employees. It's just a great service that connects employers with employ um, employers with potential candidates for their jobs. People looking for a job with employers. It's an all around great service that connects those two parties, which is what is so important when you're looking for a job. I love LinkedIn. It's just something if if you're a professional, you need in your life. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free now. Terms and conditions do apply. So, before we call it a day here on this lovely Tuesday morning, I do want to have a quick discussion about, you know, not a ton of players have entered the portal. Is that exciting or are they waiting to see who the coordinator is going to be, their coordinator, depending on the offense or defense? before they hit the road. You know, all you really seen hit the portal is a couple offensive linemen, Strickland, um, and then Moco, who you know was I think there's some stuff going on there. And um Jordan Gilbert just hit the portal yesterday. You so you know uh Ray Cottrell like immediately after like you won't, you haven't seen this fallout that people were expecting. So the question is oh are people gonna stick around or does this is if if you hire coordinators and these players don't love the coordinators, is there going to be a huge fallout? Everybody leaves. That is the question. Um, and I think that yes, I do think once you hire your coordinators, 
And I think this is more on the offensive side of things because whoever coach hires as the DC, you know, I mean, is, is, is he going to, is he going to hire a DC? Will he just hire like, will he just have like the secondary coach be listed as co-defensive coordinator? Like, how is that going to work? I'm not sure, but on offense for sure. Um, if coach Elko doesn't hire someone that excites the offensive players, do they leave? Um, that's something to pay attention to. I mean, I, I feel pretty confident that after you hire your, your position coaches, you're going to see some players enter the portal because that's just the reality of it. You, the position coach is going to watch tape, get to know the players, and say, is there a spot for you? Is there somewhere for you to play? Are you someone that we see in the future playing, getting some playing time? All, all those conversations are going to be had. So um, I, I do think you're going to see some players leave when the position coaches are in the coordinators are hired. So what, what I kind of what I'm getting at here is I think a lot of people go, oh wow, we haven't really lost nobody in the portal. This is crazy. We're gonna have all this talent next year. I'm hoping, hoping that that's true. But I do think some guys are are, are at least saying, hey, we'll see who the coordinator is before I make a move, and you'll see some guys leave. Not everybody, but some guys. Um, and and you know, and I, I think the same goes for the recruiting class. You know, signing day is coming up. You're, you're seeing signing day come up here in about 15 days. I think it's on the 20th. Um, I'll have to double check that. But um, so you got to get your coordinator in soon so they can close with some of these guys. You know, we saw some players post some recruits yesterday, post a, you know, my recruitment still 100% open, not decommitting, but I'm open or uh, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to if anybody else is, wants to talk to me. You got to close. You got to get your coordinators in and close with these recruits. And you got to be able to get some of these players on the roster to stick around. Those are going to be two keys for Texas A&M's success in 2024. So that's something to pay attention to. Will there be some fallout when Texas A&M hires their next offensive coordinator, you know, receivers coach, all that? That's something to pay attention to. And we'll obviously break that down and discuss that when it happens right here on Locked on Aggies. That's going to do it for today's episode. Hope everybody has a great rest of your day today. If there's any breaking information today, I'll put it in the comments of the YouTube video today from today, Tuesday's episode, and then we'll discuss it on tomorrow morning's episode. Have a great rest of your day, ladies and gentlemen, and we will see you tomorrow.